One of the first lessons we learn when entering the workforce is what it really means to start at the bottom. Whether it's writing parking tickets as a police officer, sweeping floors at a hair salon, or processing endless data at a corporate job, working your way up the ladder is often an unpleasant reality for most careers. But real estate is the exception. Irina Kim Sang has a great analog for this. Irina started her real estate career by diving right into Miami's luxury scene and managed to build a highly successful business in the process. For Irina, the real estate industry is like a high-rise apartment building. In most careers, getting to the penthouse means taking the stairs from floor to floor. But in real estate, you get to take the elevator straight to the top. The challenge, of course, is adjusting your business to fit a new perspective that's much different from the ground floor. In this interview, Irina details how agents can accelerate success by focusing on one perspective and explains why the best marketers are open to ideas from every industry. Hi, this is Dan Stewart from Happy Grasshopper. Hello, this is Tim Harris. And this is Julie Harris. Hi, this is Irina Kimsen of Colo Banker Miami Beach, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Irina, I am so psyched to have you on the show. You know, when I met you and then heard your story, I knew that I had to chat with you a little bit more. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Beth. I'm very excited to be on the show. Thank you. So, you know, just for some background for folks, um, you were educated in the U- U.S. and Europe. You've got two master's degree. Yes. You've written an amazing book on realtor branding, and you have, you know, built your brand about international luxury, you know, realtor marketing, and and you're so good at it. And so, I think to start, Thank what you. I'd like to, to know is. You've worked as a marketing consultant in lots of different industries. What drew you to real estate and how has that experience helped you be better at what you do? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, it's always great to hear such feedback. And I think, um, I mean, I always introduce myself as a marketer. So if there is only one word to describe myself, it's definitely a marketer. So we are, we are colleagues. Um, I think the experiences that I have Actually, I had privilege to get through my 15 years of corporate marketing so vast that when I moved to Miami and I realized what are the best opportunities, again, as a marketer, what are the best opportunities in this particular market at this time? So being at this at, at, at the right pli- at, at the right time and the right place, I guess the key. So this was one of the journeys that I took looking at the environment considering all the advantages that I have gained and trying to see how I can compete with other agents. So that pretty much set me apart to have the marketing background and, and get and see the opportunity. You, um, you talked about making a $9 million sale er- early on in your career with a client who had interviewed 20 other agents. Like, oh, how, how did you do that? How did you become <laughs> the one that they decided to work with? 
Well, I, I usually, um, when, when I get that question, I usually have a little personal story to share. And I think this is the, just the evidence that we are living in the internet age. And the fact that you can come across a client, just you, you can be in Miami and the client is all the way in, in Russia in this particular case, that's the story about Russian client. Uh, the key was certainly to get that client uh, through the website. So the website that we initially set up as the main priority to start getting the leads for that kind of caliber of clients, um, I think that was that was the, the key. And the personal story in, in, in relationship to this is that with my husband, we actually met online through eHarmony.com. Awesome. And so he he he's now after seven years of marriage, he's now saying that was my best marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I guess this kind of I mean the two parts of my answer answer the question. So when I initially got that call after my website was probably functioning uh, for six months. So we got that million dollar call, right? Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I have to admit that I was not as confident as I'm confident five years from, from that moment. Yeah. Uh, but I was able to make an impression through online presence and the profile page. And I'm sure when, when I got that call, I was able to handle um, the questions that were addressed. So I was, I kind of felt proud, but to, to be honest, at that particular moment, uh, my hands were shaking for sure. Well, you certainly, I mean, I think the, the lesson to learn here is that everything we do is a representation of our brand. So everywhere you live on social, whether you're active or not, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what people see. And that's the, that's how they make decisions on whether you're worth talking to. And they don't even know you yet. And they're making exactly. that they're making that decision. Um, I want to talk about personal branding because I, I think that it's it's super valuable today, um, and one of it's one of my favorite subjects. I think that there is there is so much value on the table that people are not taking advantage of. And you've written a book about realtor branding. Tell us about your approach to the subject. Uh, I'm very from all the different. Um, aspects of marketing. I always picked, I think my two favorites are customer service, services marketing in particular, mm -hmm. and branding. So this is the, the, the combination of three elements that I think are the most critical for real estate. Because when I joined a real estate profession, I certainly went, the first thing I did, I read the books, and I certainly went through I mean, at least 40, 60 different classes just to get that lingua and to get most of it, right? Mm -hmm. But I realized that 90% of what is being taught to real estate agents, again, buyers back, mm -hmm. primarily is uh, primarily is focused on sales skills. Yeah. And, and I believe that I, I kind of put this, when I do my trainings to other agents now, I, 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 would, I usually start with two, two main ideas. The first one you need to put on top of your refrigerator is that unless you build your brand, you are unemployed until your next sale. So yeah. this is the first one. Yep. And then the second one is certainly you are, I mean, I can start, I can pull my address book and start calling my sphere of influence. The marketers, the market has done his, his 
her job when you are getting calls from people that you don't know. Yeah. And that's key. And I think in order to come to those results, it's all about branding. So when I when I kind of realized too, and I have a lot of theoretical background because of my education. I said, you know, there should be, I mean, this message has to be communicated in, in, in the form of blueprint. Yeah. And that's what my approach is. It's, it's a formula. It's a blueprint consisting of seven components, seven pieces, as we like in marketing to a things. Uh-huh. And this is the pretty much the, the solution and not as a solution to, I'm not giving a secret formula. I'm giving you the the system of components which have to be taken care of in order to build a brand. Yeah. You've built your brand around not only the Russian language and high-end clients, but you've also, you specialize in this luxury niche. Um, what would you say f- to folks who don't have such a specialized focus, you know, who maybe have tried mm-hmm. a few different other approaches, how do you go about reinventing and reinvesting in your brand when you've been in business for a while? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would answer this, this question again, like using kind of two parts to it. So the first one, uh, once I had a meeting, like again, it's a little bit of personal story. I had a meeting with one and we were sitting, he's a doctor, so he has a, an office, um, let's say, t- 12th floor. Yeah. So on Miami Beach, which is not very rare, on Miami Beach, you don't really have high high rises. So, and he could have, I mean, he has a beautiful view. So we were t- talking about the fact that people who have that luxury of being on the top floor, they have completely different perspective of how life looks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And people who always sit on the first floor, you kind of you get used to see completely different level of of of, of activity. So uh, one of the analogies that I use in the book I call it elevator elevator analogy, which, which means that what's good and special about real estate is that you can just determine the floor on which you want to exit, get into that elevator and rise to the floor. You don't need to to first try first floor and then exit on the second and third and fifth, but you can go right straight to the penthouse level and start working on penthouse level. Mm. It's just, you're gonna look at, you're just gonna change the entire perspective. What are the keys to success? Because you are on a different level, that's it. So um, this is something that I, um, I mean, it's it's scary when you when you think initially of it, but I think that's the key in real estate that you don't have to prove yourself on lower level transactions in order to become a master on high end transactions. Oh, that's an interesting point. It's almost as if um, I had a conversation recently with Tim and Julie Harris, and they do a they do a daily blog, and they they're real estate coaches that have also been realtors. And they were Mm -hmm. talking about their first year in business where they did 100 transactions. And they basically said the only reason they did it is they didn't know they couldn't do it. And no no one told them. So they just sort of assumed that they were supposed to do. That was normal, right? Yeah, that was normal. (laughs) They took it as normal. Exactly. They They were working. And I and I think what you talk about is very similar, which is if you 
find that there's really a lot of opportunity, let's say in the relocation aspect or in, mm -hmm. in luxury or in new development, you can just decide that that is going to be what your focus is and then learn everything about it and brand yourself around Correct. it. Is, is that what I'm understanding? Absolutely. This is absolutely, I think um, the, the main idea is actually to define yourself to, in order to special, uh, to find that niche to specialize on. And it doesn't matter that you're going to stick to it for your life, yeah. for the for entire career. It's again, as a marketer, right? You catch the wave of opportunity. Yeah. So if this is the, the time to actually go after this, and of course you, you want to, to forecast a little bit more what's coming yeah. and that's how you catch the wave. Otherwise you, you can be stuck with, with something. I mean, you can be in the business out of convenience yeah. and that's, would be your typical uh, traditional farming. Yeah. But if you are here to actually try to break through uh, very fast, I think the solution is to actually focus and and then just learn as much as possible about that particular niche. That's awesome. In your view, mm -hmm. what are some of the best tools for actually telling your brand story? I think, and, and I'm a little bit, um, behind on this i have to admit but i think the video storytelling all the visual components of storytelling are the keys okay i mean we now see that people just bombarded with so many messages and uh, i mean trying to filter out what you want to pay attention as a consumer right i think the visuals are the key and that's why all this um uh, the, the Pinterest and in Instagram is, is something that helps you to build to build the visual story of your brand. That's and right. certainly the video. Yeah. yeah 100%. We, so let's talk a little bit about that, about marketing and social media. Um, what are some of your favorite strategies for connecting with that audience? So you mentioned when you first started your website and you started getting leads. What mm -hmm. I think what's not what's remarkable about that, but I think many people have websites and they don't know how to right. target the website or generate leads. How do you do? How did you do that? Well, I think and, and actually have several I'm, I am a partner in several ventures and I'm trying to to kind of test the same tools in other industries as well. And they yeah. actually work, <laughs> which which makes me even more confident on, on that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So for, for this particular um, uh, business, which is real estate, I think. Uh, I think Miami is such a unique market again because yeah. it's international market. So my answer would be probably more suitable for for markets where you you have a potential to get international clients. Yeah. So number one key if you are targeting international clients is certainly the language. I think being able to, I mean, the first thing that I did before we actually set up uh, some some structure for the website. I did research all possible websites in the language, which was Russian. And and I, I, I did my, my marketing research, which uh, gave me an answer that there is really no competition. Got it. <laughs> so I guess this was number one's uh, decision is actually to proceed as quickly as possible and set up a good, um, good website in the language of the consumer. Yeah. Uh, so this is one key for international clients, even though um, like for those who, who really uh, work in primarily local market, that may not fit 
mm-hmm. um, because you kind of too many of us and I'm sure people are not searching individual realtors websites to do the property search. Mm-hmm. So the key is here, in, in my opinion, is to to treat your website not as your business card, but to treat your website as your retail store or your, your, your mall, retail mall with not just 20 doors um, compared to any business website. I mean, typical real estate website has 200 pages yeah. on average. Yeah. But every single door optimize to make sure that that door is visible to the consumer. Hmm. And um, that's that's my strategy and that's what I'm usually teaching in the class that treat your website as a retail store and with 200 possibilities, 200 opportunities to open your door. That's what has to be done to the website. That's great. I want to turn that last question around and I want to say, mm-hmm. what's a marketing tool or channel that hasn't worked for you? And what did you learn from the experience? Um, well, I think I have not tried everything yet. So, and I'm, I'm the type of the marketer that likes to try things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you what I have done and I wish I could have more budget to actually continue doing it. Um, I did actually the print advertisement in in the airlines. Oh, interesting. So that magazine that is on the board, yeah. yeah, on the board of the airline where people are stuck, especially we have, we used to have six flights direct Moscow, Miami. Okay. So imagine if, if you get one third of a page for $5,000 and you think, wow, that's a lot of money to spend for advertising. But when you know that the the distribution is 90,000 people, mm-hmm. and the, of course, not everyone flies to Miami from Moscow, right? You, yeah. You're already filtering a lot of people. Um, so, I mean, even one ad gave me two good leads of $1.5 million sales. So, I mean, I was just, I wish I could continue doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the market has changed, so it didn't, didn't, didn't work out. But Got it. Uh, in terms of tools, I would say, again, the way how I would explain to to other realtors uh, is that don't try to catch the the wave of like fashion trends. So like like don't be like everyone saying, oh, we need to be on Facebook, advertising on Facebook, and people just blindly, you know, go after it. But if your target market is not on Facebook, but they they rather get a call from you. Yeah. Try. I mean, use a different strategy. So I'm. I'm just. I'm trying to to communicate that you you've got to be selective based on where you can catch the fish. Yeah. So just don't follow. Don't fall into trap of of, of trends. Yeah. Um. You really pride yourself in the service that you give. How do you? How do you create a personal touch in your early interactions with with buyers and sellers? Um, I think one of the, um, again, I think the advantage that that I personally have is the language if I do go after specific clients. So not only I speak the language, but also I know the culture and knowing what people, I think the, the key in my specific case would be that I can relate and interpret things that they do not understand here. Yeah. 
uh, to their needs or their expectations or their requirements. So some, some again, it's a cultural difference. And I think people who work international market, they can really succeed um, being so insightful for those kind of things. That's awesome. Like interpreting, yeah, interpreting um, things that happening around, which we treat normal. Yeah. They, they may not necessarily think this way. <laughs> That's great. Um, where, where do you look for inspiration? Like how do you, you've have a lot of experience, but you know, the world is constantly changing. What are some of your favorite sources for inspiration? I have a, I have a list of websites that I constantly track besides of course, news sites, but one of them is Playster for sure. Thank you. Um, I, I'm also, yes, I mean, I think you guys are doing a great job and I always, I feel like, oh, I just thought about it and you already wrote about it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really um, on top of things. So I, I really appreciate there is such a resourceful site. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I track a lot of, um, a lot of websites about marketing, which are not necessarily uh, related to real estate. Yeah. And I think that's probably the key because you don't want to be in the same melting pot. Yeah. So you, you I want to be like, for example, when I was in corporate world, when I was um, regional marketing manager for Pizza Hut and KFC, I tracked all other industries besides pizzas and hamburgers, right? Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I relocated to Miami, my, my other job was um, I was a marketing director for one English company where we were marketing um, product, special coatings against erosion and corrosion for nuclear plants. Oh, interesting. So I think, yeah, yes, I'm just saying that certain things that could come up as a DS for that particular industry could be adopted and yeah. they will com look completely new as, an, as novelty to, to, for example, real estate. That's a so great I, I try to, yeah, I try to really open my eyes to other industries and how marketing is done, especially like B2B marketing, customer service and all of those things. That is great. It's a great point. I think it's so important to look at other industries and other successful entrepreneurs to figure out what you yeah. can model. You can't take everything, but oftentimes they'll spark right. an idea that you go, oh, I think that could work for my business and my niche. Super valuable there. Um, Arena, thank you so much for joining us. What's the best way for thank people? Thank you very to, much. What's the best way for people to find out more about you and more about your book? Well, I think uh, the best contact, and that's what I'm trying to to bring the message out, is if um, if you can uh, email me at Irina brandedgeneration.com. Great. And then I'm trying. And website is the same. It's brandedgeneration.com. So I'm trying to bring the, the message out how branding is important and particularly for real estate. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for joining the show. Folks, you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. I'm Seth Price. If you want to catch me on Twitter, I'm at Seth Price. And on Facebook, it's Seth K. Price. And Playster is Playster.com. We write so much content about how to be a better marketer. So if you go to Playster.com forward slash academy, you'll find thousands of articles on how to do what we do every day. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes Store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more.